Welcome to the Data Beats show. We also have a free newsletter, so do check it out on databeats.community. So joining us today is Kevin Niparko, the VP of Product at Twilio Segment. Kevin's been with Segment since 2015, and he's had a front row seat to how the CDP space has evolved over the last eight years. So keeping that in mind, today Kevin and I are going to discuss the evolution of the CDP. So Kevin, are you ready? Absolutely, thanks so much for having me on the show. Absolutely, I'm excited to have you on the show, Kevin. So let's start from the beginning. You know, in 2015, you wrote a blog post called How SQL Changed Segment, right? So please tell us about Segment SQL. Yeah, absolutely, happy to. So I actually started as Segment's first analyst. So I was helping our early team figure out what the business model was, inform the product direction, and define our go-to-market strategy through our own internal data. But one of the things that you learn really quickly as the lone data analyst at a data analytics company means that you're often playing this role of sort of the frontline internal customer. Essentially, I was the dog eating the dog food, using my own product every day. Uh, and I remember one of my first projects was uh, looking for the segment aha moment. So at what point during the implementation cycle are customers more likely to stick around? And so. What we re realized our aha moment was, was getting to three connections implemented, which means you could have two data sources and one destination, or one source and two destinations. The specific configuration didn't matter, but what mattered was that your customer data foundation was starting to pay dividends once you made that third connection. And so one of the things that I learned through that project was just how important customer data was to helping us really understand and grow our business. I was constantly querying our data warehouse. That was really the foundation of our understanding and the insights that I was deriving as the lone analyst on the team. And Segment SQL was our first foray into getting customer data into that data warehouse making it queryable and accessible for data and analytics teams. Awesome. Uh, thanks for the overview. So uh, later in 2015, your team launched the Warehouses product, right? Which let Segment customers sync their data from Segment into a Postgres or Redshift database, right? So um, what got your team to build the Warehouses product long before the rise of the Cloud Data Warehouse? So, you know, just a level set on sort of what customer data platforms are. I know this audience is, is very familiar, so I'll breeze through this, but CDPs or customer data platforms help businesses collect, unify, and activate customer data. An easy analogy to think about this is if you were running a business before the internet, you know, if you were running a little shop, you'd get to know all of your customers as they came into the store. You'd develop a relationship with them, you'd have conversations, you'd understand things about their lives, who their family was, whether something seemed too expensive or too cheap for them, whether they liked the pink pants or the green overalls. And so now that same interaction is happening, it's just happening thousands of times per day across a bunch of different digital channels. And that becomes a really hard data engineering and data infrastructure challenge for businesses to make sense of all of these interactions that are happening and really drive towards customer outcomes. And so our warehouses product was really one of the first uh, and most popular destinations on the platform that gave this unified understanding of all of these interactions that are happening across the customer journey and allowing teams to put BI tools like Looker or Mode on top of it, start building dashboards, reports, 
models and insights to really understand that customer journey at a deep level. Now, let's talk about personas, right? Released in 2018, um, I believe personas basically mark the evolution of segment from a CDI, primarily a CDI as in customer data infrastructure solution, to a full-fledged CDP, right? Um, personas had all the core components of a CDP, as in identity resolution, a visual audience builder, and the profile API, right? Um, and now fast forward to 2023, Personas has evolved, right? It's been split into um, Unify, right? And, and Twilio Engage. So, 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 so a lot has happened since, you know, Segment really sort of forayed into, you know, a full-fledged CDP solution. Um, so can you tell us about the initial Personas product and how it has evolved and, you know, what, what the latest iteration looks like? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good description of the product evolution. I think one of the things that we've learned along the way is it's not just enough to get raw data from one place to another. There are a lot of really hard problems to make that raw data usable and actionable. And so Personas and Unify really help our customers uh, bring together all of these digital signals into what we call a golden profile. A golden profile is essentially the most up-to-date, real-time, trusted digital record of who your users are and where they are in their journey. It's not necessarily a unique concept in the data world, but I think there are a few things that we do that are unique. Uh, first is that golden profiles are complete, so it's not just one data source or a collection of data sources, it's all of the data across the organization feeding into this singular understanding of who a user is. We've recently extended that to tap into the insights of the data warehouse with reverse ETL, so everything that the analytics and data science teams are building can now hydrate that golden profile. The second thing is that these profiles are portable, meaning that uh, you can use them everywhere that you need. They sync across different tools rather than walled gardens who often try to hoard data and keep it within their walls. Uh, these golden profiles are portable and can be used everywhere you need. Yeah, this is a great segue into uh, the next question, right? Um, the composable CDP versus the package CDP debate is well underway, right? Um, it's a really fun oh, yeah. time to be building in this space. One of the main arguments put forth by the proponents of the composable CDP is that if you already have a data warehouse and you, of course, have the right data in it, you can and you should assemble a composable CDP. Whereas uh, customers of packaged CDPs have been for a long time syncing data to a data warehouse. So how can customers, how can organizations that you know already have a data warehouse with, with the right data in it leverage a packaged CDP such as Segment? So. Uh, definitely an active conversation that's happening in our industry. I think composability and extensibility are very much at the heart of what we do. Uh, but I do think that customers appreciate how, while these features may seem independent, there's a shared set of features or components that you really want to be consistent across your stack. You know, I think regardless of which camp you're in, what view you subscribe to, I think both sides can agree that a successful implementation of a customer data platform is gonna combine real-time event streams and syncs into and out of the data warehouse. You're gonna need high scale and reliability to sync large volumes of data into and out of the data warehouse. You need observability and alerting to understand how your pipelines are working. You need compliance and consent controls baked in to ensure that you're managing end user data appropriately. 
And all of these things really come as part of our platform. I generally like to say that we do the boring stuff well. Uh, and there's a lot of boring stuff that exists it, that can make or break your customer data strategy. And so uh, it's really about bringing these capabilities together where you can unlock unique value across an organization. It's not any individual feature or any individual source that's going to be the breakthrough. It's really the combination and the shared platform that everybody is building on that we see really sets our customers up for success. It may have been okay for data teams to purchase five to 10 different vendors and spend a year trying to make them work together, building a bunch of middleware all in the name of composability. But we're hearing so many businesses that have been through that composable CDP cycle and they realize that it was actually a huge distraction from their core business and the outcomes that they were looking to achieve, lowering customer acquisition rate and increasing lifetime value through great engagement. And so hearing a lot of businesses want to get back to focusing on that and being able to leverage a complete solution. Okay, awesome. So before we wrap up, I'd like to touch upon, you know, two other important components of CDP, data quality and privacy, right? Uh, so Segment offers this dedicated product called Protocols, which lets teams collaborate on a dynamic tracking plan, right? Um, Non-data teams can specify the data they want to capture and then data teams can implement the data in code. Now, um, I have personally experienced, you know, the chaos that reigns in the absence of this data quality component. Um, so, so why do you think this, this component doesn't get enough attention, you know, when people talk about composable CDPs? You know, I think it's a really big challenge for businesses and data teams. I think one of the things that we spend a lot of time thinking about is how can we take what we're learning in software development process, the product development process, and apply that to customer data platforms and infrastructure, you know, what we refer to internally as CDP as code. Uh, how do we think about CDP deployments as essentially Terraform modules or uh, encoded in files that are uh, you can submit pull requests to and have a change log for? How do we publish versions of data dictionaries so everybody can programmatically consume and apply them to their business? You know, some of the top development teams that we're working with around CDP treat it as essentially production software uh, with all of the hooks and tooling around it. And I think that's really the right approach for infrastructure that can be as critical to business workflows as CDP. I think one of my favorite features that we've built alongside protocols is something that we call Typewriter. It's this tool for generating strongly typed analytics libraries off of a tracking plan. And uh, this allows product and marketing teams to essentially have a smooth handoff from defining the data dictionary, the tracking plan, to actually going in and implementing it. It's a good example of how data governance can be this lofty ideal, this big opaque concept, but it can often be the small things like autocomplete and type checking in your code editor that can really drive consistency and simplicity for a data strategy. Well, awesome. Uh, thanks, Kevin. Uh, last question for you. So privacy compliance is, is the, this other component that doesn't get enough attention. Right, but it's also something that companies need to invest in sooner rather than later, especially if they're serious about personalization. Now, everybody understands the consequences of you know not being compliant, but then there's this other side, right? The upside of um, engaging with audiences in a privacy-friendly manner, right? Um, tell us about that upside and how Segment's privacy portal can help with that. Yeah, you know, I think 
folks often feel this false trade-off between personalization and privacy. Either you can drive personalized experiences or you can be privacy compliant, but we think that's a false dichotomy. Uh, if there's anything that we uh, have learned from Netflix recommendations or the Amazon homepage, it's that data and privacy are not necessarily at odds. Uh, we recently completed the Twilio customer engagement survey, surveyed tens of thousands of businesses and end consumers and found that 42% of brands say that their top customer engagement challenge in 23 is going to be finding this balance between security and customer experience. So it is very top of mind for all businesses. But we do find that the best companies out there are transparent with their end users as to how they're collecting and how they plan to use data. They provide advanced controls to their end users for how that data can be managed. And they provide outsized value back to the consumer uh, based off of that understanding that they're building. And so uh, it's one of the things that we believed all along at Twilio and Segment. There's so much more that you can do with first party consented customer data. The days of third party data sort of being the foundation is really in the rear view mirror. And so marketing teams and data teams have so much opportunity sitting in front of them. Uh, to really drive customer engagement, personalized experiences with their first-party customer data. Well, awesome. I'd like to end end by saying this. Uh, you know, this, this thing that my friend uh, Shawan, um, who's a privacy expert, says that marketing needs privacy and privacy needs marketing, right? Um, so, so I think it's really important. I love that. Mention is, yeah, yeah. I, I love it too, and that's why I thought it's worth mentioning. So. Well, uh, awesome. Thank you. Ke thanks, Kevin. Uh, this was great. And um, thanks for sharing your insights. And uh, you have a great day. Great conversation.